Hi, and welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell, co-host. That's Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. Good morning, Kurt. How you doing, sir? Chad, doing awesome, man. Good. Good to see you. You're looking good, man. Well, you know, gotta 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 gotta, <laughs> gotta fool people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you could see Chad Russell this morning, he is in a suit and tie. He just looks really dapper, really sharp. I got a good look I've for already, radio. A good look for radio. You got a great look for radio. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you have a good head of hair for radio, right? Yes, there's there that go. hair comment again. There you go again. We, yeah, we can, every week we try to make a hair comment. So Anyway, uh, with this, if you're just listening to this babbling on, us going on and on, this is Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men, by men, and we talk about things from a man's perspective. We talk about all kinds of different topics, and if you want to hear any of our past shows, you can go to iTunes, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Facebook, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear a bunch of past shows on a bunch of different topics. And we've had a lot of fun on the, in these shows, and, <laughs> and uh, we continue to hopefully have some fun. But today's topic is not too fun. Let's be honest. We don't really want to do this show, have to do this show, um, but it is a show topic that is, uh, I, I think it needs to be talked about. And, and uh, we're talking today about uh, to a couple of guys who have lost uh, children, uh, who ch- children have passed away. And uh, we're going to talk, we got to talk about these things, right? I mean, we, if we just talk about the good, then, you know, we're not really leaning in towards what life's really about and all the, all the big stuff. So uh, we're going to talk about some stuff today that we don't want to talk about. Well, and Chad, uh, I want to read a verse. It comes out of James chapter one. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I'm, t- I'm going to tell you, I don't like that verse. No. <laughs> In fact, um, Michael, you made a comment. Um, I, I said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to pop James, the brother of Jesus, in the nose. And uh, and you said what? Yeah, I said, you got to get in line. <laughs> that's a hard verse. That is a that's hard, hard. That's a that's a hard verse. And sometimes uh, we, there's there's passages in the Bible that are just like, oh, this is this is good. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. And and uh, there's other passages of, uh, you know, that Jesus loves us and gave his life for us and all that. But consider it pure joy. So, uh, guys, I'm gonna, uh, Michael Cass, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be here. It's great um, to be here this morning. Michael, you and I, we've, we've uh, been hanging around for, uh, you know, I was thinking about that uh, coming into the studio this morning, and it's been almost 18 years. That's crazy, because we're only 30 years old. I know. So. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it has. It's been a good run. It's been great to, to know you over the years and just... Uh, See what God's done in your life, too, so it's great to be here. Well, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. And uh, we're going to talk about you and Jill's story. And uh, Jeff, I, I was thinking about you as well, you and Debbie. And uh, I think we met in a Bible study, and I think it was like 13 years ago. Uh, I'd say it's probably even a little longer than that. Maybe like 2002. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It is 15. Yeah. I think that's right. So anyway, it's great to have you on the show, and uh, thanks for coming in. It's great to be here. I'm going to get right in line behind... uh, Michael to Pop James. Pop James in the nose when you get to heaven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for him writing that, I mean, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Martin Luther, uh, back in the day, he was questioning whether uh, the, 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 uh, the epistle of James should go in the Bible. And he's probably looking at that verse, probably going, that's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can only do something like that in retrospect. Because yeah. at the time, it's, it's not pure joy at all. Yeah, isn't that the truth in the time? So, uh, Jeff... 
Uh, tell us, you, you've been married to Debbie how long? Uh, let's see, 94, so this will be our 23rd year. Don't forget it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm better at it than she is. Oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well. It's the one thing that I'm, I'm better at than her. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yeah, well, uh, you, you're an ER doc. Correct. You've been doing that for 20, whatever. Mm, 20, some, 24 years now. And, uh, yeah, uh, we could do a whole show on that. We, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we need to do. All the Bring a few uh, ER docs in here, all the stories. Uh, uh, it, it'd probably get a little too raw. <laughs> <laughs> a little dicey. And uh, tell us about your kids. Uh, I've got a son, Jacob, who's now 20 in college, and a daughter, Becca, who is a senior and headed to WKU. And and then we had Sammy, who um, unfortunately passed away when she was three and a half years old. To, um, Jeff, go back. Uh, Sammy's three years old. Go back to that day. Uh, it was May the 2nd, 2006, and uh, it was a beautiful day, actually. Um, it was Derby Week. It was Derby Week. I think it was the Tuesday before Derby Week. And uh, I was working 4-1 to one that day. But uh, it was such a nice day that um, Debbie and I decided to work in the gardens and to... Uh, I was... I worked on opening up the pool. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, we had our pool fitted with alarms and what have you to prevent any of these types of things. Uh, but I disabled the alarms in order to work on it because otherwise the alarm would be going off the entire time that I was working on it. And um, Debbie was out gardening, and my my mom was uh, actually watching Sammy. And somewhere around, I would say about uh, 2 o'clock, my mom brought Sammy out, and Sammy wanted to stay outside, and so my mom had asked us if, if that was okay, and we'd both agreed it was not going to be a big problem because we were both out there. Um, Debbie doesn't recall that at all. Uh, she doesn't recall Sammy ever even coming out and, and being outside uh, on her own. Uh, but my mom had gone back into her house, and uh, well, I went in to get ready for work. And I just assumed that Debbie was out watching over things. And um, and Debbie was assuming... And Debbie was assuming that my mom was watching Sammy or that Sammy had gone inside with me. And uh, amongst all the assumptions, um, at some point, you know, and, and really, uh, Sammy had... Um, I had seen her through the window go get on one of the kids bikes and she was riding it around uh, on the driveway and then I saw her ride it up to the brick patio which is off the pool and uh, at some point beyond that she went and got on her tricycle I don't you know I don't know if the big bike would have gone through the gate to the to the pool Uh, but the tricycle certainly would and the tricycle certainly did and, um, you know, I showered up and cleaned up, and then I laid down for about 15 minutes, and I noticed Debbie was in the house. And I, uh, I was just, 
I didn't know, you know, at that point, I didn't know where Sammy had been. And uh, I went and looked out the back windows, and I, I saw Sammy floating in the pool. You immediately went out, being, uh, being an ER doc? I immediately went out, jumped in the pool, grabbed her out of the pool, started performing CPR on her. Uh, you know, Debbie had called 911, and... Um, It took, seemed like forever for the ambulance to get there. I needed equipment that they had um, because what she needed to do was breathe and what I needed to do was intubate her. And, um, you know, I've, I've literally intubated hundreds of kids and for whatever reason, uh, I couldn't get Sammy intubated. And, and I, don't, I don't think that changes the outcome of anything. Uh, because a friend that I'd gone to residency with was the medical director for Anchorage Fire and EMS, and he was there within minutes after the uh, ambulance got there, and, and he got her innovated right away. And uh, by the time the ambulance got there, though, I, I mean, Sammy had been in the water. She had, she had her, all, her, all her clothes on. The trike was in, tricycle was in the water. So evidently she had she had either caught the the edge of the trike and she caught she caught you know going back and looking at everything it was it was pretty obvious that she'd caught the one of the wheels of the trike on the deep end of the pool and um, I picked her up in the shallow end and, and when you, when we went back and reconstructed everything she could have been in there for as little as a minute or as as many as maybe fifteen minutes. You know, um, that's when I hear that story and, you know, um, and the listeners hear that story. I mean, it's just it's just devastating to hear that. And I and we're going to we're going to continue to talk about that. And then we're going to hear Michael's story and Jill's story. But we're going to take a break right now. Yeah, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll be back here shortly. And again, if you're just joining us, this is Solid Steps Radio. We're talking about the loss of a child uh, from a man's perspective, and it is different than from a woman's perspective. And we're going to talk about yeah. how these guys um, did that dance with their wife in, in such a tragic loss. And uh, life's hard anyway, and adding the loss of a child uh, multiplies that exponentially. So we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back here shortly. And thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're here with uh, Jeff and Michael, and we're talking today about the uh, the death of a child and uh, a very difficult topic to talk about, but one I think that people can mine a lot of stuff from in regards to uh, questions that are asked uh, during a time like that. But we want to thank our sponsors real quick before we uh, go on. We want to thank Carol Rogers, Carpet One, uh, Ellen and Credit Union, and Vision First. Those folks partner up with us, and we're able to have this show on air because of them. And uh, we thank you, uh, thank them for their support. We thank you for your support. If you're listening, if you would be able to pass this along to someone, you probably know someone who's had the death of a child in their life, whether it's a family member, a friend of a family member, a neighbor. Uh, someone's asking and wrestling with a lot of questions, whether it happened yesterday or whether it happened a year ago. There's still a fresh wound there. So this may be something that, again, we we don't pretend to have all the answers here. We just want to be a tool in the toolbox of life for men. And, and just maybe we can encourage or give somebody an idea uh, through 
our stories that we're telling. So Well, through hope. And, and right. both of you guys, Jeff and Michael, have brought hope to me and over the years. And uh, so, Michael, you, you and Jill, you, you've been married how long? We've been married now 28 years. Golly, you so, are old. I know. <laughs> I know. And uh, tell us about your kiddos. Uh, our oldest, Monica, is 21, and she is at Western Kentucky studying journalism. Uh, Morgan is our second, and she is a senior at Male High School, and she is ready to graduate, wants to do ministry, and can't wait to get out in the world and see what God wants to do. And then Jacob is 11 years old, and he's a fifth grader, and uh, he just keeps us young. So we have to keep yeah, that's up with good. Them, so. That's good. You need it. Yeah, you need to be young, brother. Yeah, that's my wife said. Keep having kids; it'll keep you young. So <laughs> I'm not sure I believe her, but we'll keep trying. There you go. That's uh, I like that. I like that. Oh well, Michael, you guys have also uh, encountered tragedy, and um, tell us about that. Yeah, you're, we we've been we've been married about five years, and you know everything in our life so far had gone according to plan. So we were going to be married for five years, establish our relationship, and then have kids. And uh, so we get, we have no problem getting pregnant. And uh, so we got pregnant right away at, at the five year mark, and everything went well. I went with Jill to all of our uh, her doctor's appointments, and we were five days from delivery date, and we were at the doctor's office for the last one. This is the meet, This is the appointment where they say, hey, we'll see you in the next few days. You're going to have a little baby. And uh, so we were super excited. But as Jill was laying there on the ultrasound table and they were looking, um, I could tell something was up because the doctor was uh, quiet and kind of moving where I couldn't see the screen very much. And I'll never forget what he said. We're just sitting there in that dark room with nothing but the glow of the, uh, the ultrasound light. And he said, uh, Michael and Jill, I'm sorry. There's no heartbeat. And... Um, I didn't exactly know what he meant, but uh, Jill did immediately, and uh, he said, let me give you guys a couple minutes, and, and we realized that um, our daughter, just a few days from delivery, just had stopped living, and uh, so right there in that room, we just kind of fell on each other and um, didn't know what to do. We didn't know anybody that had miscarried like this, you know, full-term stillbirth. We didn't we didn't know, and uh couple minutes later doctor came in and he said we want to get you over to the hospital we want to induce labor and so jill went through a whole labor and delivery mm. and we had a she delivered a seven pound four ounce little girl that we named uh, michelle and um you know when she was delivered she looked like she was just ready to open her eyes and start crying just a perfect little girl but we knew that her life wasn't there and uh it was hard it, it was really hard we didn't um, expect that we weren't prepared for that um, I was uh, working with middle school kids at our church, and we had taken them through the whole pregnancy. Um, you they're, know, and they're so all excited. They're all excited, and um, so we just uh, went through that. Had a funeral, and uh, just kind of that was that was tough. It was just devastating, is the word I can use. You just didn't know. Jill and I grieved a little bit differently, um, and then a couple years later, Monica was born. She was our uh, our uh, back back up. Yeah. So Monica was born. But when um, Michelle, you know, when, when, when the baby came out, so, I mean, she had labor for how I mean, knowing, knowing she's mm-hmm. going through all this labor, knowing that she is not going to have a, a baby that's alive. Yeah, that, that was my, my, I hurt for my wife so bad. She went through everything. I mean, she delivered naturally and went through the whole, you know, induction process, delivered a baby, and they laid the baby in her arms, and there just was no, no life. And uh, the doctors and nurses were uh, great. Um, there, there was no joy for them either. You know, that's not what they got up that morning to do. And uh, so it was tough. Wow. Um, you held the baby. Yeah. 
Oh, we did. It was interesting. Uh, Jill and I wanted to spend time in the, in the hospital. Was gracious and let us spend a few hours with the baby because we knew these were the only memories we'd have with her. Some of our family um, came in and wanted to hold and look at the baby, and there's others that just didn't want to. They couldn't do that, and that was one of our first lessons: was that everybody grieves so differently and a different pace. So mm. that, that was one of the things we learned. So, and then um, fast forward, you had, uh, had Monica. Monica. Yep, we had her, and uh, then a couple years later, we got pregnant again, and six months into our pregnancy, same thing, about uh, ultrasound, and the doctor said, I'm sorry, you um, you don't, there's no heartbeat, and so we uh, went straight over to the hospital and delivered a little boy, Andrew, and um, it was it was similar procedure, but very different for both of us. Um, for Jill, this one was a lot tougher, um, as far as mentally and emotionally. And for me, um, I just got angry. I was angry at God. And um, back, back up with Jill a little bit. Mm-hmm. How? What was what was going through her heart and mind? Mm-hmm. Now this is the second time. Yeah. So you say it's it was even worse than the full term, the nine month um, pregnancy. How, how so? She um, initially blamed herself. There was something wrong with her physically oh. that she wasn't able to have a child or she could create a child but couldn't deliver it. And so we did test after test after test on her and on the, the babies, and, um, and nothing came back, which I'm thrilled because if they had been something with her, I think that would have changed the trajectory of, of kind of walking through this. Um, she also, uh, our families are close families, and we saw what this did to our families. And so there's a part of it where we desperately wanted children, but we also did not want to put our families through through this experience again and you go through the experience again yeah exactly and so um it was just we just didn't know um but you know we had great friends our small group um our friends at church just loved on us and loved us through it um but it was very different each time it's kind of like you know when you have a kid and and you go we got a kid yeah we got this kid down let's have a second one because you think you got it and the second kid's totally different (laughs) and you're like oh that's how lord that's how it was we were going through a very similar experience but it was totally different it is it was crazy wow you know if, if i could kurt yeah jeff um you know when sammy died kind of one of the things that debbie and i would wonder is are people gonna blame us and yeah. so I think, Mike, you guys were going through the same thing where you're saying, well, I can't carry this baby. People are going to blame me for it. Definitely. We, we definitely had those kind of feelings. Like, why would you keep trying if you can't do it? And, and I'm sure that when you, when, when, when Jill was pregnant then with Morgan, you, you, you have to be thinking in terms, you've already lost two, yeah. uh, you know, one nine month, one six months. I mean, a six-month-old baby today lives. Yeah, exactly. It, it, our, our prayer life, the trajectory was inverted. I mean, we, we weren't just climbing every day in our prayer life. It was, I mean, we were every single day, we're praying every moment. Every time she felt a little kick or a little anything, we're praying for every doctor's appointment. I mean, it, it, we just said, God, please, if it's your will, please let it be your will. If it's your, please, 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 you know. So just crying. And then, and, and then at the end, out, out pops Morgan and, yeah. and so, for so, celebration. And honestly, we, we figured we're two for two, so we're good. You know, we were done having kids, and then God kind of surprised us <laughs> six years later. <laughs> little Jacob comes out. So God has a sense of humor. So Oh, um, my goodness. Okay, well, um, he does. Mm-hmm. And um, e- even in the midst of pain and difficulty. But I, I want to talk with you guys. What you, you had to be thinking, why? God, why? 
What what's going through your minds in this tragic times? Well, for us, um, you know, Debbie said that uh, as soon as I pulled Sammy out of the pool, she prayed to God for Sammy to live, and she said that God answered her immediately. That the answer was no. So she knew. She, the answer was no before we ever got in the ambulance, before we ever went to the hospital. She knew his answer was no. And um, I, I just remember being at the hospital and um, holding Sammy. And uh, just feeling so empty. Uh, I mean, I just I felt so defeated walking out of the hospital. And like Michael said, I mean, the nurses were great. The doctors were great. Uh, Dave Kennedy came from the church. We had lots of friends. But just a, a sensation of total defeat. Were you angry with God? You know, honestly, I, I can say that Debbie and I, we, we were never angry with God. Uh, we were totally dependent on God to get us through every single moment of every day for months. And so, no, we, we, we were fortunate from that standpoint. We were never angry. We all grieve differently. M- Michael, you expressed in the break, you, you were angry. Yeah. We're I gonna, was very angry. We're gonna we're gonna talk. We'll about take that. about that in the next segment. Uh, there's got to be that level of you know, is it anger? Is it hurt? Is a combination of everything? So we're gonna talk about that more. And I, I appreciate Jeff and Michael being man enough to come in here and have this conversation because there's a lot of people that wouldn't, and a lot of people need to hear. It. So we're gonna take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio.